This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, how we are so glad to have you visiting, listening, partaking of the word of God. This is Faith Talk. I am your host, Lolita Jones. As you can hear in my voice, I'm just so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited on what the Lord is doing. This is the, the season for the saints. This is our season. Get ready, get ready, get ready. God is moving by his power during this consecration. We thank God for setting us up for success, setting us up for a greater anointing, for setting us up to do his will with a smile on our face, with a pep in our step, with a, with a heart that is totally dependent and satisfied in the things that he's doing in this earth. We just thank God for you. I'm excited. I'm excited because the person that's about to come minister, oh Lord, do he have a word from you. We thank God for the preacher, the preaching preacher from Richmond, Virginia. We thank God from that, that preacher from Richmond. Who can he preach? That preaching machine from Richmond, Virginia. Are you ready? Pastor Kyle Nicholson. Good evening and God bless to everyone who's joining in on the call. It's so, uh, so much of a great honor tonight to be back on the call tonight with the Life Changes Ministries. I'm just excited about what God is doing in this new year. I believe 2023 is the year that we are going to see God move on our this spiritual renewal is absolutely necessary for what God is doing in our lives. And the theme, have faith in God, means so much to us. And so we're so excited to be here once again uh, by way of this conference call. want to salute the amazing host or hostess of this uh, amazing movement, the leader of this Life Changes ministry, none other than our evangelist, Lolita M. Jones. I am so impressed by what God is doing in her life. I thank God for the, the anointing that is upon her in this season to bring forth what it is that God has placed in her heart to do. And I thank God in advance for the favor that she's seeing already and what is going to manifest even in this year. I want to praise God for the opportunity to be in this uh, opportunity is to share. Um, I bring you greetings from Gates of Faith Ministries, Church of God in Christ in the beautiful city of Richmond, Virginia where my pastor is the Bishop Alfred L. Nicholson. I serve as his co-pastor in our wonderful city. I want to open up in a word of prayer, and I would like you to get two scriptures in mind or scroll to two uh, texts, if you would. Uh, one is the book of Matthew, chapter 16, and uh, the other is Ephesians, chapter three from these two areas or these two scriptures we will derive our topic for this evening and we'll pick up somewhere where we left off last night because I believe the Lord is speaking to us as the church let's open up in a word of prayer father God in the name of the Lord Jesus we thank you for life for health for strength for clue for food for clothing for shelter for another opportunity to get it right we thank you oh God that this is the day that you have made and tonight we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. We magnify you, God, because there is none like you in all the earth. You're omnipresent everywhere at the same time at all times. You're omnipotent. You've got all power. And you omniscient. You know all that is needed to know. So, God, we thank you for being all-encompassing. And now, Lord, as we go to your word for a time now, we ask that you would just be with us. Speak to our hearts in a way that we can understand you, God. 
Lord, let us hear what it is you are saying uh, unto us tonight, God. Speak to us, O God. Open our minds, open our hearts, open our minds and and our will that we would be who it is you have called us to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the word do the work tonight. And we come against you, Satan, and everything that you have planned tonight, every one of your plans is officially canceled. You have no right, no reign, no rule, nor jurisdiction. Everything we do goes to the glory of God. Thank you, God, for giving the glory, and give us, O oh God, the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Thank God. We're going to go to uh, two scriptures tonight, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, um, and we will start in the 13th verse, and then we're going to scroll over or flip over, depending on if your paper Bible saved or you're, or you're modernized in your movement, over to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And I pray that the, once again, familiarity of these texts do not blind us from the revelation of this moment. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Now, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. That's the same Father we were talking about yesterday when we said, Our Father, which art in heaven. Uh, Verse 18, he said, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, Right quick, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, and I'll read a very familiar passage. Let this sink into your heart. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. From those two verses, uh, the 21st verse of Ephesians chapter 3, that says, unto him be glory in the church. And uh, in the Matthew passage, chapter 16, where Jesus says uh, in verse 18, upon this rock I will build my church. I want to derive our topic, the church is going to be all right. I know if we were in church or we were beside somebody, that's right about where I would tell you to tell somebody the church is going to be all right. Now, 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 let's do a little bit of work while we have some time I love this passage because this shows Jesus uh, sliding into the coast of Caesarea Philippi and getting a, a grip of the scene. And the first thing he asked the disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, Elias, and Jeremiah, one of the prophets. 
And then he says, but whom say ye that I am? Uh, the first thing I need you to understand is that Jesus is asking two different questions. He's asking first about what is his reputation in the streets? In other words, what are they saying about me? Uh, it's important to note that sometimes we say, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. But even Jesus himself was concerned somewhat with what folks were saying about him. In other words, he wanted to know what his reputation was. Uh, and, 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 and they told him what the reputation was, that they think that you might be John the Baptist, Elias, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then he asked another question is not based on reputation, but better yet based on character or identity. He says, who do you say that I am? Uh, here's the point I want to make just right quick, and we're going to get to church, going to be all right. But uh, Jesus is concerned about what folks think about him, but then he's also more concerned about what folks know about him. And so it is a character versus reputation conversation because reputation is what folks think they know, but your character is what we know is the truth. And so Jesus gets the answer from Peter who says, uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He doesn't talk about the reputation because the reputation is John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets, but his character, his identity, the essence of who he is, Peter rises up boldly and says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, look at verse 17. This is important. Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh, is not, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And so what we notice automatically is that you need a revelation from God to understand who Jesus is. Let me say that again. You need a revelation from God in order to truly understand who Jesus is. So if you don't understand Jesus, it's because God has not really revealed him unto you yet. Not the historical Jesus, not just the Jesus that we know um, uh, uh, existed in, in the earth and, and, and the physical, but the actual Christ, the Son of the living God, you don't get that without a revelation from the Father. Watch what Jesus says to him. He says, I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now let's do some work. Because here's what I'm finding out. There's a problem in the church because people are struggling to say strange things. I don't know if you've ever heard anyone ever say this before, is that I don't do church I just go straight to God. I, I don't like to do, I don't like uh, messing with church. Or that's what's wrong with the church, and, and the church has a problem with this to the place where I don't even do church no more. I just do faith, and, and I go right to God. And, and, and some others will say, well, you know what, I don't have to go to church because I, uh, the church is inside of me, and, and that's nothing but a cliche, but it's not true. The reality is, the church is having a problem because the church is in the middle of an identity crisis. But let me do a little bit of work tonight to help you out because the church is having difficulty because the church doesn't understand who Jesus is. And until you understand who Jesus is, you'll never understand who the church is. The church is the body of Christ. The church is the ecclesia. 
The church is uh, the, the, the called out one, ecclesia, ecclesia, depending on how you uh, pronounce it. But it's important for the church to understand who uh, the church is. The church is not the place that we were on Sunday morning uh, uh, earlier this week. That's the building that we go to. It's actually the temple or the sanctuary. And when we come into that building, those four walls, that is not the building that we are calling the church. It's the people that are inside. So we go uh, to the temple, but if we are blood-bought, redeemed believers, then that means that we are the church. We are the called-out ones. We are the ones that that are actually the body of Christ. And so the church, which is the body of Christ, goes to the temple, which is the place that has been set aside for the body of Christ to come together uh, for worship and instruction, and then we get instruction regarding the kingdom. The kingdom is what the church, who who is the people of God, are gathering in the temple to learn about and figure out how to advance. I hope you're getting this. So we got to figure out what is going on, the reason why the church is in such uh, peril, because it's not the world that seems to be so tired of the church. Some reason, it's the church people. Y'all not going to like this type of preaching. I can already tell that. Yeah, it, it, it's the church that says, I don't like church. That, that's why church gets on my nerves. And the truth is, if you are saved and you are in the faith, I got a newsflash for you. You are the church. Take all the time you need, but I don't have that much time to let this soak in. You and I are the church. We are the body of Christ. But when the body of Christ is having an issue with embracing who it really is, this identity crisis is detrimental to the progress of the kingdom of God. But I told you my, t- my topic today is that the church is going to be all right. I know we're still on mute, but would you just look at somebody, if they're close enough to you, and tell them the church is going to be all right? The church is going to so be all So Jesus right. says to Peter, uh, uh, upon this rock I will build my church. Now, this is key. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No, now, now, now. The, 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 the word church means ecclesia or ecclesia. Uh, it is a governmental term. It is the, the very organism, the body of Christ. But here's the description that Jesus gives Peter, that the gates of hell would not have a victory against the church. The gates of hell would not prevail against the church. In other words, hell doesn't stand a chance against the church. Woo! Hell doesn't stand a chance against the church. So my question, life changers, tonight is, if hell doesn't stand a chance against the church, then what is the problem in the church? I would like to submit to you that it is not an enemy that is foreign that is having success against the church, but rather an enemy that is domestic. Foreign means you're outside of something, but to be domestic means that you're in. In other words, if the church is having any problems today, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. See, the attacks that come against the church are only successful because the folks who are attacking the church know what's going on on the inside of the church, and we have not found out how to properly deal with 
the, the, the challenges that happen in the church on a daily basis, not the building, but in the people. But I remember what the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 11, that Jesus uh, gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. The saints are the church. So there is in the entire New Testament a, 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 an overarching theme that the body of Christ is supposed to be perfected. And you don't have to worry about the foreign enemy coming in because Jesus already promised that the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against it. But the deal is the stuff that goes on in the church has to be perfected. So you can't get tired of the church in this season because we're in a perfecting process. Uh, 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 knowing that we have not yet uh, achieved all we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. The church is in process. And I need you, my friends, my brothers and sisters, not to become frustrated with the church because you see the church in process. There's so many folks who have decided the church is not worth it because look at how the church is doing it. We see scandal and we see this and we see that. And really, the Lord is perfecting the church the whole time. And the reason you're discouraged is because you're watching the process. You don't understand that the process is necessary for the progress of the church. And so we have to understand that we are in the business of perfecting the saints but hear me closely, brothers and sisters, we also have to be in the business of protecting the saints because the, the, the saints need to be perfected and at the same time protected from the inside attacks. Brothers and sisters, the slandering names and, and all of these other things. And while we are the prayer warriors, you better get a connection with what God is saying. He can't advance the kingdom unless the church is on board. Here it is, what he says in verse 18, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. But he says in verse 19, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When you talk about that level of access, notice the, the order of which this happens. First, Peter gets the revelation from God of who Jesus is. Once Jesus is revealed to Peter, he understands that uh, the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, is what he now builds the church on. And when the church understands who the church is, he'll give you the keys to the kingdom. And when you have the keys to the kingdom, then you can bind and loose according to what the heavens have done. So the best uh, 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 understanding of verse 19 is not when you bind it on earth that heaven will agree. No, 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 no. The idea is that if you bind it on earth, it is because heaven has already agreed that it is bound. Uh, if you loose it on earth, it is because heaven has already loosed. Remember we, prayed, we talked that last night? He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we as the church are supposed to stand in the earth realm, know what it is that God is saying through prayer and through fasting and through the word of God and through his expressed will in our lives, and then we bind and we loose according to what God has bound and loose in the heavenly. 
And let me help you out. The only organism on the face of the earth that has this access is the church. My God, I didn't mean to scream on this phone. The only access point that the kingdom of heaven has to move into the earth realm is through the church. That's why I know church is going to be all right. Uh, the church is in process. The church is uh, uh, in, 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 in its perfecting. And you can't get mad at the church because there's a whole lot that has to go. You've got to be patient in the process. If you want the church to be better, let the Lord perfect you through the perfecting of the saints of the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith, right? That's what the church is doing in this season. It even says that, that, that Jesus will, will present it to himself a glorious church. My God, I'm trying not to uh, get excited, but, but the truth is, He's going to continue to perfect us, the church, until he sees glory. What did we say last night? The glory is the manifestation of a thing. So there's a manifestation that's getting ready to come out of the church if we allow the process to perfect us. And don't you fall out in the middle of the process. He says it's by the washing, by the water, by the word that the church is washed and cleansed and, 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 and every wrinkle is gone, every spot is eradicated until we look like he wants us to look. And the reality is that has not happened as of yet. But just high-five somebody like you on the phone uh, or right beside him and tell him uh, we're in the process. We're getting better all the time. He's washing us by the water, by the word, until we look better. I, I had an opportunity uh, to learn what this really looks like, and I'm almost, tap, I'm almost tapping out of this one, but my, my washing machine, folks, broke down a month or so ago, and uh, it still ran fine. Uh, it, it, it was just that the, there was this the, – the, I have an old-school washing machine, a little whirlpool, and uh, it has this – stem in the middle. It's a top load, right? I hope you can see this. And it has this arm in the middle that goes back and forth and back and forth, and it's called the agitator. Well, the part inside of the agitator wore out and it went bad, so the agitator stopped turning. Well, not knowing really how washing machines work, I went ahead and put a load of clothes in and realized that the agitator really wasn't turning, but the basket was turning, so it was moving it. But when I brought my clothes out, my clothes didn't, weren't really clean. I, I added the right amount of soap and I added the, the right temperature of water, but the clothes were still uh, grimy. They, 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 didn't, they, they were clean, but they weren't, they weren't clean, clean. You know, we like our clothes clean, clean. And, and then I realized what the value of the agitator was. The agitator serves to beat out the, the, the mud and the grime in the clothes and to get the grease stains out. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll come out, but it won't really come out without a little bit of agitation. And so let me talk to you today about the church. There's some things that, that go come out of the church after a while, but, 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 but it's not going to come out with a lot of, without a little bit of agitation. And so what you see the church going through right now, even through the pandemic and, and trying to get our grip on who we really are and where we're really supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, and now that we're on the other side of the pandemic, what is necessary and what is priority and, 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 and saints are falling away, 
The whole thing is that the church is being agitated. And, and here's the question i got to ask for you. Uh, while the church is being agitated, can you stand it and not get frustrated? Uh, can you stand the fact that we're going through some things right now that, 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 that everything doesn't look perfect yet and not get frustrated and say like the young man a few years ago, I'm tired of this church. No, no, no. I know that we are in process in this church, and, and the agitator has to beat the rest of the dirt and the grime out so that this church can be spotless. See, he, he, he's coming back. Y'all know those, uh, the, the, the text. For a church without a spot or a wrinkle, and the, and the fact is we still got spots and we still got wrinkles. So the best thing we can do as the church, I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about the people, get on in the washing machine and let the Lord wash us through the water of the word and let the agitator beat out everything that's in me. Uh, uh, Lord, search my heart, turn the spotlight from heaven on my soul, and if you find anything that's not like you, and, and chances are you probably will, take it out, oh God. Take out everything that's not like you, that does not please you, that's outside of that will that I prayed for that you would have done in my life. And, Lord, uh, let the agitating begin. See, some of us get frustrated during the agitation, and that's why you're not getting clean. That, uh, that, that's why you can't get clean, and if you can't get clean, it's going to be difficult to advance the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is the will of God. And if you're not clean, it's because you're outside of the will of God. And so I can't tell nobody the will of God if I have not yet received the will of God for my life, for myself. But the church is going to be all right. Yeah, the church is going to be all right. I, I, I wish I had a neighbor to touch. I would tell a neighbor, don't get frustrated in the middle of this with the, with the church. Don't get frustrated when you hear that certain things are going on. Don't get frustrated because you want what's best for the church, but it looks like things are getting worse. It's all right because the church is just in a process of being washed, being cleansed, being, being purified and purged. And then when it's all said and done, the church is going to be all right. Let me, let me move quickly so I can close this thing. Ephesians chapter 3 is where I picked up this uh, last part of the text, and it's very familiar, but hear what he says. Now unto him, that's God, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let's pause right there. There is a, a, a level that God can do within our lives that is exceeding abundantly. In other words, it's not just abundantly. Now, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. But watch out. In verse 20, he says, it's going to be exceeding abundantly in terms of his ability. Even according to the abundance, what God is able to do exceeds that. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask that may, or think. In other words, uh, some of the things you ask God for, uh, you brought yourself to the place where you brought your faith to it and said, God, do this for me. And you form words. And what the, the text is saying, God can do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask. And that's a beautiful thing because I've asked God for some things over my, my years, and, and the truth is I never have asked to his or surpassed his level of ability. 
But there are some things that I'm looking for God to do uh, that I haven't even had the audacity to ask. I even let them cross my mind. But I, you ever had something that crossed your mind and you said, I don't even have the audacity to ask that, but uh, I'm thinking about it. What the text says is that even as you think about it, God can even do greater than the thing you don't even have enough audacity to ask for. It crossed your mind, and God said, I can do exceeding abundantly above all that. According, though, watch this, to the power that worketh in us. There's a power, the Holy Ghost of God, that resides on the inside of us, makes everything we need accessible. That's why we can bind on earth and, 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 and loose on earth according to the power that works in us. Watch out. Here, come, here it comes. Verse 21, unto him be glory in the church. Here it comes. The only place that the Lord is going to get the glory is in the church. The church is responsible for lining up with the kingdom of God, for the manifestation of the power of God, and being able to be the reflection of God's glory. That's why you can't get frustrated with the church. The church is going to be all right because the church is going to be perfected until the glory shows. That's why we pray, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, the evidence, the evidence, of God's power is going to be in the church. My brothers and sisters, if you are a part of the church, and that means that you're a blood-bought, baptized believer in the Savior, Jesus the Christ, you are in the best possible place that you could ever be. You are a part of the church of the living God. You are in the body of Christ. Listen, glory is about to hit your life. Evidence of God's power is about to hit your life. If you do like what Peter said, he got the revelation from God of who Jesus was, and this is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and allowed Jesus to build the church, including us. We are the ecclesia. We are the called out ones. We are the governmental authority that has been authorized by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And when the glory comes, the glory comes, and it is reflected to the church. We are the church. And the only way the kingdom of God is advanced in the earth realm, as we talked about yesterday, is through the church. So when the church stands and prays, things happen in the earth realm that have been sanctioned by the heavens. When the church stands and declares, and we say we bind this in the name of Jesus, all heaven backs up. The church, ah, when we loose this under the power of the Holy Ghost, everything in heaven backs it up according to the power that works in us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is this making sense to you? So don't get frustrated with the church. Please don't get d- discouraged. You see, all these pastors are doing this and these, these, this is that. God is perfecting his church. And in other words, the old song would say, my Lord's getting us ready for that great day. Who shall be able to stand? He, he's getting us ready. So, so what I'm, I, I need to leave you with this. While we're in this process, don't you dare get frustrated. Go on and get in the washing machine and let the Lord agitate everything out of you that doesn't need to be in you. 
so that you can be pure and clean and holy. And when you are clean and holy according to his will, watch how he advances the kingdom, the will of God through your life. When you show up, you can't advance the kingdom of God in a dirty vessel. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? You, you, you got to be able to manage this thing and allow the Lord to cleanse us. He's washing us by the water of the word. And when it's all said and done, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, the same Christ Jesus that Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Watch it. Y'all know I, I, I'm big on generations. He says, uh, 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 unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. Let me help you. Not just the glory for the Lord Christ Jesus in this day, but how you allow yourself, your life to be perfected in the will of God will affect the generations to come throughout all ages. Every age, my God in the kingdom, every age that comes after this, every generation, beyond generation, beyond generation, the church will Stand to bring Christ Jesus the glory. So, so hear me. For you all who are on this, contact, this conference call, I know you're praying and I know you're fasting, but make sure that, that when you speak of the Lord's church, you speak the edifying words because your generations are listening. And if you, Mom, if you, Dad, are, are tearing the church down with your words, what do you think your children are going to do when it's time for them to come to faith and discipleship in the Lord Jesus Christ? The glory that will be in the church has to be because the church, hear me closely, has learned how to love itself. We are the church of the living God. And if we're the number one folks that always are saying that's what's wrong with the church, then do we really have a self-hate problem? Because we are the church. I can't stand the church. You are the church. The enemy is always going to be after your identity. He'll make you hate what it is that you actually are. But the devil is a liar. Now, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, but the influence of hell can do a number on the body of Christ. Don't let hell influence you and tell you that you are not who you are and don't let hell influence you and make you think that the church is worthless. And that's why don't nobody deal with the church. No, the church is being perfected. You and I, I feel the Holy Ghost now. How ah, there's somebody on this call hearing this very word, and you feel a very conviction on you because you say, you know what? I've done more of my mouth to tear down the church, and I forgot I am the church. Now, that's how the Holy Ghost is moving. I told you yesterday he's omnipresent, and he's indwelling, and he's bringing a conviction now. Lift your hands because God is doing something in these next few moments. He wants us to realize who we are and how important we are to the kingdom of God. Take it an honor and a privilege to be the body of Christ, that the head, Jesus the Christ, the head of the church, and we are the body. God, let, our, let us as the body of Christ. Support the head and, and listen to the head and, and to not fight within ourselves, but to embrace who we are, sanctified, set apart, the body of Christ. Help us, oh God. And God, I even ask you to forgive us for not loving who it is that you have called us to be. 
people. It's been us that have argued against the church. We have become violent against the church. Help us, oh God, to love what you have called us to be and to be sanctified, set apart, and exclusive for your use so that you may get the glory in the church, in us, by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, not just for me, God, but for my children and my children's children and their children. May your favor rest upon us for thousands of generations, and our family and our children and their children and, and the children's children. They will all know that the church is steadily being perfected until one day you'll come back and you'll look and see that we look like you. And you'll bring us from this earth realm to the heavenlies. We thank you, God. We honor you. We love you. Thank you for calling us to be your church. May we never make you ashamed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Did you enjoy that word? <laughs> I know you probably running around your house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The church is going to be all right. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. The word of the Lord coming from Pastor J. Kyle Nicholson from Richmond, Virginia. I told you he was a preacher. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God for you listening right here on Faith Talk. We thank God that you took time out of your busy schedule to hear a word from our living God. I ask you to like us on our Facebook, Life Changers Ministries, LCM. I ask you to subscribe right here to our podcast. You may be listening to the podcast, but we would like for you to subscribe to the podcast that you're able to get notifications every time there's a new service, a new uh, message that's coming forth via the podcast. Subscribe right here to Faith Talk Podcast. It's on every platform. Every phone has a platform for podcasts. And all you have to do is look up Faith Talk by Lolita Jones. You will see it. And also visit us on our website, lolitajoneslive.com, L-O-L-I-T-A-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E.com. Yes, yes, yes. We about ministry here. We about just lifting up the name of Jesus. We about receiving a word from the Lord that his will may be done in us as he have it written in heaven, that his will may be done in this earth, as he have written in heaven. And we thank God. We thank God because we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. We are kingdom builders, kingdom builders, building the kingdom of God, one soul at a time. Thank you for joining Faith Talk Podcast.